are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. I want to I want to just speak for just, just a moment. I'm not preaching. Just something I want you to write down. Would you write down the word vision? And while you're doing that, did everybody receive a notebook this morning? A, a little camp meeting. It, 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 did, who's missing a camp meeting notebook? There's several ushers are coming here. How about over here? They're coming your way. And back here, do you fellows have those? And we'll get them out to you right now. Right, right if you will, the word vision. The word vision. When you see, I see that plane landing that way, that's not a good sign, folks. When they land this way, it means rain is coming. And so we wanted to take off this way. So would you pray that the weather changes or something in a minute and we'll get it. Vision. What is vision? It's picturing, and I want you to write it down, it's picturing what it could be or should be in the immediate future. It's taking a picture of the future and bringing it into the present. Brother Poussin just gave his testimony. The man who was preaching that morning was Brother Tony Hudson's dad, Curtis Hudson, first conference ever 36 years ago. And Brother Hudson was preaching here, Brother Curtis Hudson one time, and he said, I'll tell you why you have these buildings and this ministry and this bus. Oh, he was letting it go. And I'm thinking, Yes, how, tell us why we got all this. And he turned around, he pointed to me, and goes, that man, he saw it all. And I thought, good night, I didn't see anything. I, I, didn't, I didn't see this. But, but, but the truth is, not necessarily with that illustration, I picture the way it should be or could be all the time. I know this is going to sound absurd to you, but we have so many billionaires in this county I read just a few weeks ago, the most expensive place to buy a house in America is the Silicon Valley. We are number five most expensive place to live in the world. There is, there, right down the street here, just six blocks is a multi-billionaire. Across the street at the stoplight is a multi-billionaire. Around the corner right here is a multi-billion, millionaires here. They don't really need God, they don't think, because, you know, they got their money. I pray all the time, Brother Johnson, it's, it's, it's crazy. I pray, Lord, let me win a billionaire to Christ. And he would ask me, would you direct all my funds? I have literally at night, I don't sleep well anyway, I have thought of so many of you pastors. It would be, I don't want to ever give anything where someone knew it. Because, you know, money given normally has strings attached. I wish I could just deposit in many of your accounts, here's a million dollars. Here's a million dollars without knowing who it was. I want to have that vision. Brother Myers, what you have gone through at that great Pacific Baptist Church to get that building built, I've prayed it so many times, Lord bless us so we could bless them. You know, I don't want to ever lose sight of that. And I know that some of those things are absurd. But I want a vision that's so much bigger than me. Why could a millionaire not get saved? Why, 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 why could we lead someone to Christ like that? 
I don't think it's a self, I'm not praying, I don't want a new house, I don't want to, I, I, I preached it the other day, I don't want to, if I was younger, I'd add on to my house, I don't, I think we have 1,300 square feet, I, I, I don't, I don't want to add on to our house, if I was younger, I probably would, I, I don't want a bigger house, I probably want a smaller house, I don't want more things, God has allowed me for the last so oh, many years, I've purged so much. If I die today, my kids won't have a hard time going through my stuff. I've purged it all. I've given things away. I don't want more for me, but I can see, I, I could see me running into a millionaire. I was on a flight one time and it was uh, all the way to the Philippines. I sat next to an ambassador. Before the night was over, that, that ambassador who was so against the Lord at the beginning of the flight uh, bowed the knee and prayed right there on that flight over the ocean. God be merciful, save my sorry soul, save me. I've led people to Christ that, that, uh, that God's used in great ways. But I want you to know that I want to have a, I want you to leave here and figure out a vision in the hotel tonight. What are you supposed to do with the church, with your ministry? Uh, a vision. Abraham had a vision for a nation. Moses had a vision for the law and organization of government. Noah had a vision for a boat. I think about Gideon who had a vision of 300 soldiers and God used him with the Midianites and Nehemiah had a vision to build up a wall. And, and I think of how Joshua had a vision to tear down a wall. Throughout the word of God you see people that had great, great vision. Uh, Ezra had a vision for that temple. Our Lord uh, had a vision with those disciples. Esther had a vision to free her people. Every man must have a vision. I, I don't know how long you're going to live. I don't know how long I'm going to live. But I am not going to live my life where I'm winding things down. I want to live these days where I'm winding things up. I want to be giving everything. The finish line gets closer and closer with biological age for many of us. But as it draws closer, I am not thinking about where I can go fishing and where I can go hunting. And I'm that, I think you should. If you like doing that, go do that. I'm just, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I think it's wonderful. I just never have done it. I don't know anything about it. I, 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 if you love golf, go golf. I, I, I think it's great if you love golf. I wish I could golf. Uh, I tried it one time, nine holes. I used to watch my son golf but they discriminate. They never cut the lawn where I hit the ball. And so I, I, don't, I don't golf. But I want you to, I want you to live, leave here and have a vision. Would you take a picture of what should happen? Just think of every area of your ministry as we go to sessions in just a moment. Your Sunday school, your bus ministry, your sound ministry, your live stream ministry, door-to-door -door soul winning. I tell you, it's just been amazing. I mentioned it last night. This thing of last year, 50,000 Bibles to our city, they are so welcoming of these Bibles. We have tried. We've been in the jails around here for years, Juvie Hall, you name it. But we can never take a Bible in. We can never give Bibles out. And one day, the huge juvenile hall in this area called us and said, we need 80 Bibles. Could you bring them to us? 
a place where we've had a ministry for all these years. We can't get in there with Bibles. We can go to preach, but we can't take Bibles in. The next day, the county jail called. They said, we heard you gave the juvenile hall 80 Bibles yesterday. We need over 100 of them. Can you bring them today? The next day, the women's jail called. They said, we heard you're giving Bibles out. We need them. The next day, I have a phone with me. I never carry a phone to church. Good night. The next day, the next day, San Mateo County called. And I know you're watching now, so probably they're going to get in trouble. I should have not told the county. And the San Mateo County said, we, we, we need 100 and some Bibles. Can you get them to us? We had almost every jail. People, what, what do you do to these people? They need, they need help, help and hope. And, and God's... God's uh, 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 the man that does our juvie hall, a layman, one of my deacons. Years ago, he got burdened to get approved to get into the jail to preach, and they want to approve him. And eventually, he had to go through some classes and get approved. And how did it all happen? One day, he was driving by the huge, huge multi-story building and said, God, I remember when I lived in that juvie hall. I remember when they deposited me there. I remember at age four when my mother walked out of our life. My dad was a drunkard, but I remember living right there in that building. Please give me the privilege to preach to those boys in there. And he's an approved preacher. It's a sad story what I'm telling you right now. He'll go in there and most people say, you're the church with the buses. I rode the bus. I'm from North Valley Baptist Church. I messed my life up. That tent right there came and came from Florida last week, and it got to Sacramento, and they said, we can't get it here till Tuesday. So one of our men, Brother David Russ, drove to Sacramento. The guy was loading the tent, and he said, oh, the manifest says this is going to North Valley. That's my church. I rode the bus with under Jason Brockman, who's a pastor in Colorado Springs now. I was last week in the drugstore. We've had 1.5 million riders. Anytime, almost without fail, you pass a track and enough in one day, you're going to get several. I rode the bus. I prayed right back here on a Sunday morning about a month ago. A little lady, a little girl, a sweet little girl with a little baby, nine-month-old, and a little four-year-old boy, and she told me she was going to come to church that day. We had prayer together. And after prayer that afternoon, Sunday afternoon, she had to go to the jail and checked herself in for the next three years. She said, I knew better. I was a bus kid. Thank God since just being there the last month, they've already reduced the sentence. And I believe that she's going to be able to get out and raise those kids for God. Can't we get a vision for poor people? Yes, I have a vision for rich people. I have a vision for poor people. Can't we get a vision for a widow's ministry? First Timothy chapter number uh, four. Can't we get a vision to do something with these widows in our church? Can't we get a vision for the bus kids? Can't we get a vision for the public school? Brother David Russ, in this area, he goes to our public school when they're open, and he speaks and preaches to them, our youth pastor. Can't we get a vision of giving the gospel to John and Romans out? Our goal this year is 150,000 of them, going door to door, house to house, person to person, getting the gospel of John out. Can't some of you guys get a vision for the radio? God could use you on the radio. You could get on an AM station in your area probably fairly easy. It's probably undoubtedly very affordable. 
We don't need any recognition, but if we could help you how to get that thing started, see Brother Moyer, we want to do that. Can't you get a vision for a youth choir, music people? Can't you get a vision? I imagine we have a hundred or some young people right now, more than that probably, taking piano lessons. And on top of that other, can't you get a vision? I know the Hamiltons are here from uh, Bailey Grove Baptist Church in, in North Carolina. Thank God for the vision they had for music in that great church. I'm talking about as we leave here, there needs to be vision. As we leave and go to our sessions, uh, our, our vision must be based on faith. If you can see it, God did not do it. It has to be a faith to get in a juvie hall that they say no. Well, you just keep persistent. Faith. And there will always be, when you have a vision, not only faith, but there's going to be a fight. You're going to have to fight for it. And there will always be friction. The church was moving well, up to maybe 50 to 100,000 people by Acts chapter number 6. And there arose a murmuring of the Grecian widows against the Hebrews. And immediately they began to divide. Whenever you move forward, there's always friction. Why do we do it this way? There's always someone like that. And sometimes you're blessed with many people like that. I'm talking about the fact there's faith and there's fight and there's friction. And then there's a flame. There has to be something burning in here. Brother Rule. You've been there all those years, Brother Johnson, Brother uh, Salazar, Brother uh, uh, Silva, uh, you men, Brother Bryson in this state. So many of you men have been a lifetime, Brother Hedger, a lifetime here. But I tell you, there's still a flame that's burning. I want to do more. I don't want to do less. I'm not trying to think about my retirement. I'm not trying to think about, well, where can, where, where's the condo at? Paul said, I fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. I finished. Find your task. Fulfill your task. Finish your task. And I know we get older in life. I understand that. But your city needs you. They need you more than they need a mayor. That, that city needs you more than they do some contemporary worship leader. And if, you're, if you walk out of that church and walk out of that ministry, what's your city going to do? Maybe we get older and we get men that can help us. Oh, I tell you what, I'm enjoying hearing my men preach. I've always done all the preaching here. Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. My wife and I still have a, a young couple's class. I love it. I love preaching. When I don't get to preach, I'd rather be preaching. But I tell you what, I'm glad my people are loving the men that God brought around me to preach. And some of you guys are my age. Find a guy that's not trying to get rid of you. I don't have any, any of these guys breathing down my neck at the door saying, well, what did he promise you? I haven't promised anything to anybody, but God's got it all figured out already. He's got the day of my heart attack plan or my stroke plan or my cancer or whatever. God has all that plan. My plan is to get this place 100% debt free so that the next guy will not have to worry about those things and have to be concentrated on that. But their missions program can go and the bus ministry can go and the radio can grow and the publications can grow and they can reach more than ever before. And I want you to know, fellas, we, we, we can't leave now. We, we don't have enough preachers. I won't mention the man's name. He's here. He called me about a month ago. 
he said, we have, uh, I won't even tell you because you're probably going to guess who it is, but he said, we collected money. We want to support a church builder. He said, I've called pastors, and he may have called you all over the place saying, who can I support? I want you to know there are not many that you can support. They're just, they're not around. We are so short on laborers right now. A lot of you preachers have come here looking to hire someone on your staff, and you're only wise to hire for someone from here. These, these kids are great, but I want you to know I don't have enough. They're already chosen for this year. The graduates are already placed. We need more laborers. Could you get home and get a vision? God gave me a desire, oh, probably 40 years ago, maybe longer as far as that, but I at least wanted to have 50 people a minimum a year in Bible college training. I believe next year we'll have 60. But I want to get them off to Bible college. I've had so many, I just had another wedding here Friday night. I've had so many weddings in this parking lot, and every girl that grew up here gets married, and they've left us with Ralph. But you know what happens? We're spreading them out around the country and around the globe serving God. This not only should be bringing people in, but just send people out. I'm out of time. We're going to close right now. I'm just getting to where I want to go with this. But I want you to get some, every staff member, get a vision. Every deacon that's here, get a vision. You ushers, the head usher, get a vision of what can happen in your church. How you can have a prayer meeting with the ushers. There was a church that's now extinct. It's gone. But at one time, they had, when I first came here, it was not a Baptist church. They had over 200 ushers. It was a charismatic church. But I'll tell you one testimony I admired about that church with their 200 ushers. They required them to pray one to three hours a week at their usher station every week. They required them to pray. What would happen if all of a sudden your, your men as ushers would begin to pray and weep before God over their area? COVID's done something. We've always had prayer meetings Saturday night, 8 o'clock. Spanish has theirs. They run about 25 guys. We run about 25 guys. I never advertise it. I ask the guys that live a long ways not to come. I ask the guys that are older not to come. I say, if you live around here, come. But we went from all these years, about 20, 25, sometimes 30. Last week, again, 103 in our prayer meeting. They're coming every Saturday night. It's just an amazing thing. How our men, and Brother Cooper says it so often at prayer meeting, he'll say what happens so often on Saturday night shows up on Sunday morning. Something's happening here. We are in a spirit of revival on the parking lot. We get days where it's hot. We get days where it's freezing cold. Last Sunday I was sitting over here. Somebody was preaching two weeks ago, and I got a beautiful, nice, warm day in the sun. It was so wonderful. My bones felt so good. It was enjoyable. And I had to take my coat off. It was so hot. And now it's been cold. I tell you what God's doing is so good to us. Would you go to a session right now and get a vision for something? Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. 
May God bless you as you serve Him this week.